Oh, hi. hey. Hi. Hey, everybody. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Uh, this is The Space Between Presents I Saw a Tiger, a professional casual network production. I realized as I was falling asleep last time we recorded, I never introduced myself. Oh, yeah. Right. Say that. Right. Yeah. So I think we should just go with that. Just you never introduce I'm yourself? I'm just not. I think you probably should introduce yourself right now. Voice. You know. And introduce yourself for last time, too. All right. So, hi, I'm one of your hosts, Danielle Cole, and this time I'm also Danielle Cole still. <laughs> Two introductions, second episode. Kind of weak. But yeah, I mean, you I know, mean, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Going with the full name, it's... I know, it's weird. It's weird. It's really weird. It's my given name. It's because we're, like, kind of professional, so... What's not? What? That's Cole's the name that not was, your given well, name. Whatever. That's why it's... <laughs> thanks for reminding me, that's Dan. That's why it's also kind of <laughs> casual. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me that I'm not a real Cole. I appreciate that. <laughs> Joining me tonight is my dick husband, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Way stronger intro there. Thanks. Appreciate You're welcome. It. <laughs> How are you? He's also like an author and a podcaster. And he does teacher. some stuff. And it, yeah, I mean, not really, though. It's my day job. I mean, eh. Is it? Right. Wow. But right under the circumstances right now, how much teaching did you do today? Wait. I'm just saying. I didn't do jack shit for teaching, so <laughs> jack sit. Also joining me tonight is a freelance artist and whistle person extraordinaire. No, fuck. Air horn <laughs> person. Yeah. She doesn't have a whistle. Slide, slide whistle, whistle aficionado. Aficionado. Just, she dabbles in the in the slide whistle is my friend Sarah Burns. Yes. Hi. Hello. Yeah. Hello. And last but not least, completing this trifecta plus one is uh, Tim France, who's way better at math and shapes than me. <laughs> shapes all right tri- i feel like he would have come up with a way better term than trifecta plus one. Oh, oh yeah probably i mean luckily <laughs> yeah. we don't have to figure that out we right don't now. we don't i'm just gonna give you that giving that to you yeah yeah a rhombus really that's what i was gonna I go thought rhombus, too. rhombus is like a square that a bitch would draw right yeah <laughs> hot damn <laughs> <a> quote <laughs> oh. we are just coming out hot tonight yeah, this. my face is hot. I was in the sun too much. Fucking cry about it. Dan, it was like 40 degrees out today. It was sunny though, Sarah. You're like <sighs> the Mother Teresa of being out in the sun today. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Aww. Howard Baskin. That's so nice. That's a great Howard impression though. I expect or something real. from you though. <laughs> nope. I or gave real. you a cup of water and you just set it aside. Yeah, it was white. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's water, water, okay. Then. I guess it's wet at least. It's <laughs> wet, isn't it? <laughs> you see, it's oh, settled man. and now it's mostly clear. Yeah, that's fair. There's like bubbles in it and probably tiny shrimp or something. That's I'm sorry, Dan. They're pronounced Trump. 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 Well, in case you couldn't tell by the title, um, we are all here to talk to you about our expertise with the Joe Exotic Tiger King explosion of happiness and confusion that's happening on Netflix right now. Last week, if you joined us, we talked about episode one, uh, Not Your Average Joe, which really, I just want to recap this briefly. You guys feel free to chime in on any of your 
chime. lasting impressions of that. It was really just getting to know the major characters and kind of setting the stage for what the rest of the series was going to be about. Mm. One thing I'd like to bring up super quick. I gave Carol Baskins at the end of the last episode, um, like a two and a half to three mm-hmm. average, apparently completely ignoring everything that we saw about her in the first episode. I'd give her an absolute zero. I forgot that she tried to ruin someone's career financially. <laughs> um, and that at this point, Joe hadn't done anything to deserve it. Okay. At this point. That's fair. Yeah. So you're redacting your Yeah, I'm redacting my, my two and a half to three and, okay. and turning it right into fucking bitch zero. I do have <laughs> to warn you, though, I wrote those scores down in pen, so I can't change it. Oh, oh Tim, you suck. Wow. Um, Just keep that in mind for the end of this episode. I think that we should probably just end it right here. No. Just the whole thing. No. I was unaware that we were working on a permanent basis. I mean, <laughs> you know. It's out there in the universe. It's there forever. That's true. Yeah. Sarah, did you want to add anything about episode one? Doc Antle's still the fucking worst. Doc Antle. That's it. Oh, I can't wait to talk about him in episode two. In episode two. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. It's called Cult of Personality, which I kind of had a feeling going into this, what the episode would be about based on some of the memes that I'd seen online because I started watching this a few weeks ago um, and mm-hmm. it had been out for a while. So... I love anything talking about cults and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. Like it's so messed up just what they do. And at the time I started talking yeah. about starting a cult and you were like, that's fucked up. Cause I don't want you to have six other wives, Dan. <laughs> that's not what like, my cult was about. Starting a cult. Um, is a lot of, it's a lot of work. But <laughs> it's super, super worth it. Being in a cult is a lot more fun but no responsibilities whatsoever. I think if I was going to be in a cult, I wouldn't want to be the leader, though. The because that's where all the, the work perks. is. I mean, it's a lot of work, but... It, There's got to be perks for people in the cult, or they wouldn't stay. Well, we'll... Oh, boy. Talk about uh, Dan, we, got, we have some literature for you, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to learn today. I'm just going to read Plano. But, like, there's the... I'm not going to name them, because whatever. But there's the cult here in town. That runs that delicious, uh, colorful. No, yes, you know, oh. Seven Day Adventist. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, let me just say, those pants are worth it enough for me. They look. So I was, crazy. you know, yeah. They're, you know? They look super so comfy. Like a, yeah. Oh. You just have. I'd be more upset tea. if they made. It smells like yeah. tea all the time, though. Which, what smells like bee? Their pants. They're, no, the tea that they tea drink. That they make. Oh, a mate. The mat. Matt, I haven't been there in like three years. I know they do have really great food though. But so it's interesting to me before we get into the episode, my mother-in-law is a reverend for an Episcopal church and she used to be livid about how the place, uh, the restaurant that these people run, like they don't have to pay their workers because all the workers are part of their like community and that sort of thing. But that like, Churches are the same way. You also have to give up all your worldly possessions to belong, and then they kind of. But they collect your debt too, which is worth it. Do they? I mean, is that that's what they say they real? do? I don't know. Okay. Mm, I think I don't know, man. Car and house and possessions. Can and- a person that looks like that really be bad though? Like they always have like yeah, Danny. That's how it always works. Oh, you like the expert on cults here? No, I know, but just listen, listen, okay, listen. One of the head ladies, she wears the same glasses that my nana used to wear back in oh. 1996. Oh, she brings up a good point. So, okay. I mean, if you look like oh, okay. 
You've got to be trustworthy. You look like my nanny and make great sandwiches and have baggy pants. You're okay with me. Yeah. I mean, you know, I do have to say every time I've been in there, they've never like approached me about like conversion True. or anything like no, that. Which is probably tomorrow. cause your Nana put in a good word. <laughs> I would hope so. Oh my God. My Nana would be the best cult leader. Oh my God. No one would ever do. She's like this her. like rat terrier <laughs> German woman. Oh, she's mean. And she, she like can, can be, look yeah. at you and size you up and like figure out what your insecurities are like in an instant. All like, right. Oh, I don't, so that's what I don't like that. <laughs> okay. That's like, why she ooh. would be cult leader. So. Oh, Nana. Ow. And she does plastic canvas, which is like the Nana-iest of crafts. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. like it's not like crocheting or knitting. Like she just constructs stuff out of plastic mesh. <laughs> yeah. Mm. My Nana's the tits. Anyway, so let's start talking about episode two. This one, I was so impressed. We went straight from episode one to episode two, like the Netflix, keep watching, don't even bother hitting the button. Just it was like, well, I got to know more now. I find actually in most of the shows I watch, I usually go right from episode one to two. Yeah. I think, I think most people should. <laughs> Dan and I do not. You know, I can't even watch a movie in one sitting. Yeah, that's fucking. Because I'm old. But yeah. so episode two, like we get the bombshell dropped. Episode one, Carol Baskin, where the fuck did her husband go? Nobody knows. <gasps> she got his money. But what happened? Bum, Everybody bum. thinks she fed him to the tigers. Then episode two, boom, opens with Saf getting his arm ripped off by a fucking tiger. Yeah. Uh, bro, that yeah. was well, not ripped off, but like mangled, shredded. Yeah. shredded. But it's weird yeah. in like the same hour. Joe describes it in three completely different ways. A, Very Joe. An hour ago, a tiger just ripped one of my workers' arms off. Uh huh. Um, the second time he describes it, he says, "Well, the tiger bit her, and when she pulled her arm out of the cage, it stripped her arm of the skin." Uh. Um, <laughs> And then when Saf is in the hospital, she's like, well, my arm was there. I could write with it. Right. Yeah. Which I found super interesting. Like, I loved that whole shot. You know, Eric Good was there with his film crew and they caught everything. Like, Joe's there. I thought it was interesting that he was wearing, like, an EMS jacket. I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. He takes off his arm immediately and tourniquets her arm. Right. Like, yeah, but he's not an EMT and he should not be wearing that jacket. Right. Like clearly not an actual uh, trained professional in that capacity yeah. at all. But I noticed too, in the first episode in a lot of his mall appearances, he was wearing like a police uniform. Yeah. Like, Isn't that a crime? To Again, I don't understand. No, it's very direct. He says that in his town, <laughs> he is the judge, the jury in and the executioner. Park. Right. He's like, yeah. Which means that sure he, is, uh, is not that he has diplomatic immunity when he leaves <laughs> his uh, coven. Okay. Coven? Coven. I like it. So, Zoom. yeah, it's yeah. very, like, raw, real-time footage of what happened to that employee at the park. Like you said, Joe takes his belts off, or belt singular, I guess. Probably not the one that was holding the gun up, though. No. Because he's always got his I gun. I can take that. The thing that struck me the most, though, beyond him wearing like the EMT jacket or whatever, he goes directly to the gift shop. And instead of telling the the visitors there like, hey, there's been an incident. I can refund you your money. He's like, you know what? You guys are going to hear about this anyway. Somebody just got their arm ripped off. It is like, yeah, no tech. Oh, I can what? either give you a rain check or I can give you your money back. <laughs> right. Like, how is that the approach that a person, a business person takes? Like, you know what? 
they're going to hear about it anyway. I People might as well be truthful. It. Uh, he's not trying to bullshit. Yeah, he there's really a difference like between candor and tact, and you just, you gotta. And it's just so Joe. Like, I could <laughs> handle this in, like, a more appropriate, but maybe not direct way, or I could just say the most shocking thing possible. We also get one of the most memed gifts from that the i am never going to financially recover from this yeah i wrote yes. that in my notes yep i've got it in my notes as well you nailed it yeah That's such a good such a good line and such like a, a meme worthy thing yeah. and i'm you know just applicable to our time right now like every time i go on amazon uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> I am, sorry dan i am Never gonna financially recover from that. We are never gonna financially recover from my Amazon spending habit. (laughs) Whatever. I buy more on Amazon than you do. That's probably true. (laughs) And then you know, Saf talks about everything that happened to him afterwards. Tim, like you said, how he was able to write with his hand. Yeah. And then the doctors said, hey, you know, it'll be two years of reconstructive surgery. And he was like, nah, just cut it off. Which is insane. It's a hand. Like, I I'd mean, rather have my hand, I think. Right. But, but if they don't have insurance. Oh, my God. He probably doesn't have insurance. Mm-hmm. He knows that he's going to be probably going back regularly, like monthly, if not right. multiple times a month. Yeah. For all sorts of stuff and to be out of work and. I mean, they're not exactly yeah. thriving anyway. But it's your hand. And then like two years of reconstructive surgery. And then he'd have to do physical therapy after that. Oh, for sure. sure. It won't just be a working hand after that. I'm shocked he didn't have a prosthetic on it. Right. I feel like I especially be in that because job. it's like so far down into his forearm. Mm-hmm. Like you could easily have some kind of prosthesis put on that. Especially. Can I just you know, oh, go ahead? No, do you go it. For it. Oh, that stump is dirty. <laughs> Can we? I was looking at that stump and I was like, it looks great. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it does not look good. No. I was like, oh, oh boy. I think, oh boy. I think there's only so much you can do given their living conditions. Right. At the GW. I, yeah. Exotic animal. Which we learned about this episode, right? Yes, yeah. we do. Yeah, we get a glimpse into the trailers. $138.10. The- yeah, right? Like making minimal wages. Which, you, you have to assume he has no savings. Right. How could you, know? you with that much money? Right. It's crazy. I, I think, though, overall, when you look at the three parks, Joe Exotic pays his employees the most. Yes. Yeah. Carol Baskin does not pay them at all. Uh-huh. And Doc, Doc Antle, pays 100, 100 a week. bucks a week. Yep. And you got to suck crazy. his dick. <laughs> and eat, like, cockroachy bread. Yeah. Oh, I miss that part. I mean, those yep. early days, I think, when he's driving yeah. by the McMansions later on. Oh, for real. Good for them. Ooh. She's fucking... You know what I mean? Nah. Yeah. At this point, it was like, ah, fuck, I should have yeah. stayed until I got a house at you least. Know, something. <laughs> dang. Dang. All um, I got was these titties. <laughs> dang, these titties for free. So, and, you know, Saf explains his decision. <laughs> got to lean now. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> Saf explains the decision to get right back to work. He didn't want anyone to blow it out of proportion, which it's like you lost your fucking arm. To a tiger, like it's kind of a big deal. In in Saf's defense, he probably knows straight up that if this was to turn into a big thing and was to shut down the zoo, like literally, they're they're a very close, cohesive family. Unit. Right. All of them would lose their jobs, mm-hmm. their places to live, mm-hmm. and that's everything to them. And they have nowhere else to go. Right. Which all of this is, you know, they're being paid, but it's all very culty in that way, where like you don't mm-hmm. leave, even if you want to leave, because right, for you to leave anytime, but you have nowhere to go. You have no money. You have no connections. I think specifically, though, when you compare the three, Joe's is the least culty. 
Because those people yeah. already mm-hmm. had no place to go. Mm-hmm. They were already at the end of their rope. Mm-hmm. And they do. They get fired. They do leave. Yep. So. I would say Joe definitely takes their vulnerability as an opportunity for them to be employed. Whereas, I, you know, it's just like a ragtag group of people. Whereas Carol and Doc, as we'll get into it, definitely have a very different way of operating and how they lure people into doing mm-hmm. work for free. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. They certainly don't have to spend as much on meth. Um, <laughs> I know that's gotta be, you know, that's why he can feed those tigers for 3000. That's right. Cause they're always working on meth. Yeah. The tigers you know. are? No, the, the, the employees. They got way too nice of teeth to be on meth though. It's true. So. Three inch teeth. Yeah. Mm. Joe says, you um, to rip your arm off with. And you know, Saf kind of makes, yeah, literally, Saf kind of makes a joke at the end of that scene talking about his arm where, you know, I work in a park with a guy who lost his legs and cut to John, who's the park manager. And he explains how he lost his legs. Funny enough, not tiger related, yeah. but I'm sure that, accident. yeah, right. I'm sure that most people see him working there and they assume or that tiger he was all snuggly up on or um, not the tiger, the bear. And what a way to lose your legs too. I really like John Rinky and the fact that he lost his legs in such a bitch move as zip lining. <laughs> one of one of the things that's touted as really fun, but is really just like it's so boring. Zip lining. Oh, I want to like go. I've never been. Miles an hour, like your car in neutral goes <laughs> forward Did on. Based on videos of zip lines I've seen, I don't think you've gone on the right zip lines. You know, maybe I got dropped once pretty early and that kind of tarnished my... It wasn't a zip line, though. It was not. Maybe. You remember that. You fell pretty far. Yeah, I did. Yep. (laughs) Well, what was the climbing thing in the woods? It was a high ropes course, yeah. High ropes course at summer camp, and whoever was supposed to be, like, belaying you at the bottom, you fell, and they just kind of came up off the ground, and Tim fell a good 20 feet. Maybe not that Ooh. far, 15 feet. Probably 15. It's between 15 and 20, I'd say. Luckily, it was a bunch of leaves at Still the bottom. rough. Yeah. Dang. You got right up. Sure did. <laughs> I bounced. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was a little scary, though. It was like, oh, shit, he's going to break his fucking leg or collarbone or something. But Yeah, luckily, that 90-pound girl or whatever that was uh, my belay or whatever, <laughs> oh you know, God. slowed the fall a little yeah. bit. Yeah. As I propelled her into orbit. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen her in 25 years. She probably went up a good four or five feet at least. Oh, for sure. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was kind of hilarious. You know, that's how I remember it, too. Thanks, Dan. (laughs) You were okay, so it's funny. You have both your legs. True. <laughs> True. Well, and I think you would have dope prosthetics, though. You could have all kinds of things airbrushed on there. I would. And that, I think, is Saf's. I, I feel to get your arm amputated, he had to have been like, well, I'm just going to have fucking rad dragons and shit on my fucking fake arm. Right. Um, right. Yeah. It never happened, but, you know. Yeah, it's definitely it a missed opportunity. Yeah. We should start like a go. Are we blaming before. someone who's an amputee for not having prosthetics? Yes. <laughs> okay. For not having rad prosthetics. Yeah. It's just a okay. missed opportunity all right. is all we're saying. They could break off a rake True. and, you know what I mean, attach it with some duct tape and it would be rad as hell. Right. And super functional for that kind right. of job. Or yep. like one of those nets because they show them like trying to like it. hold a net Do you know on how there? far you could fling like fucking expired Walmart meat at Tigers with a rake for an arm? <laughs> if the sky's the limit, really. Right. Yeah. Who needs fake just... tits for free from your employer when you can have a fucking sweet ass rake on? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yep. Seven dollar rake from Walmart, a dollar roll of duct tape. Boom. We uh I did Boy, watch an interview with him afterwards, and apparently the place they all get um stopped the most after the airing of this documentary is Walmart. And he was like, I well, can't yeah, go to Walmart at two or three in the morning. Everyone's just checking me down. I was like, oh, okay. sorry, Seth. But. It's so weird. That's the most bizarre. I don't go to Walmart two or three in the morning either because I'm fucking sleeping. It's closed now, right? They're not open. Yeah. Right right. Now? Not it right is now. closed. Yeah. Good for them. No, no. They, they, certain Walmarts close 24 hours. Gotcha. Man. What? Not yeah. The Walmart is closed 24 hours a day. Some are open parts Correct. of the day. <laughs> I was gonna say no Walmart's closed twenty four hours a day. Uh, you don't even know how business works, man. <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't. Business. business. So the interesting thing about John losing his legs, though, is it sounded like he didn't lose them as a direct result of the zip lining accident. It sounded like it was like a recurring injury, and he talked about like walking around. He was like working at a zoo or something. Or was it at, it was at the Joe's park? Zoo, yeah, and it just like killed his feet or something. Yeah, from walking too much, it did. And he didn't like build muscle. Bone. Yeah, Correct. yeah, because he couldn't build the muscle, the muscle anymore. Atrophied and yeah, yeah, which like holy crap. That's I don't know why I censored myself there, but whatever. <laughs> so that's incredible, and you know, I mean, I I could understand how that would probably impact Saf's decision to just say screw it and just amputate the arm because it's like, well, John's doing pretty well and he's got both legs amputated. So whatever. Right. And he's not like sticking out more as like the only amputee in the park. So whatever. Then we see all, um, I don't know if it was all of them talking or Carol talking, but there was some discussion about the addiction to animals, the power that people feel like, why do people own or want to own these big cats or these exotic animals. And it's that. And even Rick too is in yeah. the cage with his neck bleeding. And he's right. like, yeah. yeah, there's a certain addictive power that yeah. comes to hanging out with all of these two to 500 pound cats, which is crazy. Like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like we were talking about this last time we recorded Dan and I were before we went to bed and just like, I don't, I guess because I've never been in that situation. I can't really like relate to it. I've never held a baby tiger or been in that Position? I don't know. Dan, you held a wombat when we were in Australia. I did. His name was Bean. He had huge oh. testicles. Yeah, he did. They oh. were fucking meaty clackers. <laughs> and then he bit your foot. He did bite my foot. And dented your shoe. Yeah, he charged at me and bit my foot because wombats don't like the color orange, apparently. Yeah. Oh. That was awesome holding that wombat. It was really cool. Did you feel a lot of power? No, I mean, it was heavy as shit. I mean, yeah, they're really, certainly wombats are not like a sexy animal. Like, you don't know. Say tigers. You don't know that. <laughs> they have square poops and a cartilage, cartilage plate that covers their butt. Square yeah. poops? Same. Yeah. To both yeah, they do have square poops. Wow. I also have square <laughs> have- and a cartilage plate in my butt. You're a wombat? No, because yeah, because they have square thoughts. They also have a pouch that's upside down, so they don't dig dirt into their own pouch. So they're just dropping babies all the time. Square babies, square poop babies. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but no, I did not feel a sense of power over no. the animal because I knew he could get away anytime he wanted to. They, he was. I strong. get it though. Hi. You go to certain game stores on the weekend, and you're surrounded by a bunch of three to five hundred pound. <laughs> animals and <laughs> just you know what i mean it doesn't take much to elevate you above the position to know that like you're the one in control is it oh, yeah. the is it driving the power from 
being able to like be in control of that animal or just driving the power from the like proximity and association with the animal because you cannot control a 500 pound tiger. You can't. I'm sorry. Maybe it's knowing before you go into that situation, knowing that that, you know, could very realistically be a a terrifying situation. And then when you're in there and they're just wandering around you and you know that there's death machines all around you, but you feel completely safe. Mm -hmm. That's the, the rush Mm -hmm. of endorphins to, yeah. That proximity to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Possible death. Which is really similar to riding a roller coaster, right? right. I love that. Yeah, stuff. but roller coasters are way safer. And than all, tigers. all of them are more than three to 500 pounds. Right. <laughs> and they're not going to like rip your arm off. Oh, they can. I mean, they can. If you but... do not keep your hands and legs inside the vehicle at all times, <laughs> you could very well have your arm ripped off by a roller coaster. But you know what roller coasters don't do? They don't piss on you. Also, True. not. That's accurate. important. Um, wow at six flags the superman the one that uh has you yeah uh, elevated horizontally super easy to piss on people from that one (laughs) i'm talking about all right now people inside versus a tiger i can't (laughs) a wise hobbit once told us that the closer you are to danger the farther you are from harm Maybe that's what it's all about. Yeah. I kind of want to <laughs> get that tattooed as a tramp stamp now. And then <laughs> says, well, you are very small. Or it doesn't make any sense to me, but you are very small. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> one of my favorite. Lines. All right. Moving on. Um, <laughs> so they're talking about the addiction of the power. Da, da, da. Immediately switch to a shot of Doc riding an element. Elephant, fuck. <laughs> an element, an element, an <laughs> elemental elephant riding an elephant around into like a river and like washes yeah. it with his dog. And like, what? How is that just like taking okay. a bath? Oh, God. With the element. Yeah. I and mean, that's a power move. He's a little totally. bit. Absolutely. Like, Why are you riding an elephant family around? riding by on their pontoon boat, taking pictures of him and his black lab uh-huh. like with a tennis ball <laughs> hanging out on this fucking elephant. Right. <laughs> like, good for you, bud. Yep. You did it. Yeah. You're really there. You took a bath with an elephant you and a dog. It. Yeah. Um, and that's superimposed with Carol explaining that people use cats to like elevate their status. And it shows a bunch of different like social media posts specifically from Doc's wife, yes. wife, wives, some of his Girl. partners, well, the ladies. Yeah. Um, I think he actually marries them, does he? I thought they were, he always refers mm. to girlfriends. Yeah. I, the ladies in his life. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he's married to any of them. I feel Maybe like the he's first smart one enough to not. I mean, he has a son with one of them who we see for mm-hmm. a few seconds. Yeah, true. Who, by the who way, has an looks amazing. just like him. Yeah, for real. Oh, sorry, did I just steal no, that out of here? No, 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 no. <laughs> he has an immense online following. Really? Uh, Definitely thought you were going to oh. say immense penis. Uh, yeah. Also, that <laughs> you can follow him at uh, Doc Antle's giant penis son at. Um, <laughs> no, um, <laughs> followers on Instagram, 11.5 million followers on TikTok. What the? What TikTok videos is he making? Uh, A lot of big old penis and tigers. (laughs) People of the tigers, elephants and stuff. No, they call him like sexy Tarzan. I guess he's he's pretty shredded. What? Yeah, he is. I find all of this very incredible. A thirst pot. Ooh. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. My goal in life someday is for someone to say that about me. Oh, damn. I know what it is first before I say it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can kind of glean ideas from context, but I've never heard that before. You know how when you're diabetic, you get thirsty all the time? That's mostly what it is. Oh, he's diabetic? 
Oh my God. I'm totally kidding. Jesus. So then um, Doc, the film crew is at Doc's place and he's got that giant like Bed couch, couch yeah, bed. Yeah, what's the yeah, practical? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, stupid yeah. Like, <laughs> like, awesome. You get to walk all over fucking everyone just to get in out of this thing. Right. Like, I what do you do? That couch. You get in the back corner and then all of a sudden you have to pee and you're like, well, fuck. Yeah. You know? I'm over everybody. Why? It's just, it's just for banging. Yeah, but he can have sex with like where he has his orgy. At the same time in that giant right? couch. Yeah. That's an orgy couch. It's totally it an, an orgy, orgy couch. couch. There's 100%. no way, there's no way around it. Uh uh. I shot you pile of that penis. You know what I mean? Um, and he makes the like comment. He's going to gloss over that. <laughs> uh, he makes the comment to the filmmaker, like, so what do you think the shot is? And this is the second time that he's made some kind of like directorial comment. And I know that he's worked mm. with animals on sets, but I feel like that's really just more of his like very iron fisted personality coming out. Yeah. And then he goes on that mini tirade where he's like, I don't understand why no one would like not big cats. If you don't like them, then you're insecure as a person. Yeah. Like we were watching. I would turn to Danny and I was like, well, I guess I'm fucking insecure as shit because I don't care about big cats. Not like that. I mean, you don't care about personally owning them. I'd like them to survive in the wild the right. way they're meant to, but yeah. I don't. But Dan, yeah. obviously they're not. If it wasn't for zoo tigers, you know what I mean? Yeah. There'd be like eight other tigers left. So Dan, you don't care about big cats, so this would probably be a bad time to tell you I got our stimulus checks and I bought us a tiger. I'm totally Oh, kidding. no. That would it's be a, so fucking stupid. It's a stupid. hypoallergenic one. It's yeah, bald. It's hairless, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would go so much further if I didn't do all the paperwork for that and the stimulus check. Yeah, I know. Getting I a text no when it gets deposited that. and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't control that whatsoever. Um, Maybe you may have fooled some listeners. Maybe. Oh, no. Shocker. We're not getting a tiger. If you're um, fooled, tweet us at what's your fucking Twitter? <laughs> Stan underscore HH. Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah and say, yeah. you fooled us. You bamboozled us. You, done got, you got dumb bamboozled. Us. Got dumb bamboozled. If I did want a tiger back before Joe was in jail, I could have seen Joe because he breeds a fuck ton of tigers. A lot of tigers. So many. He breeds the most. Yeah. Joe might say. <laughs> Joe would One say, might say too many tigers. So many. As we're going to get into. Yeah. I don't know. Tim um, Stark. Stark brought up a great point. Of, oh, God. Well, if they're in danger, shouldn't you just fucking make more of them? Right. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Tim Stark. I mean, he kind of had a point there. in need. You know. I, I understand the point, but it's got to be under the right circumstances where they're not getting taken care of with Walmart meat and it's being in a cage and. Right. Joe exactly. Exotic can't make money off of breeding more tiger habitat, Sarah. So he's got to do the one thing he can do, and that's make cats fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We gotta get these cats to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, and I know that's Carol's big thing is that she doesn't want cats living in cages in captivity. And ultimately, that's the exact thing that's happening to all these cats that Joe is breeding. So, Dan, you're the science teacher. Does Tim Stark have a point that if an if a species is endangered, we should be making more of them, whether they're living in captivity or in the wild? I think at purely face value, yeah, he has a point. Like, if they're endangered, you want there to be more of them so they're not endangered. But endangered in the wild and extinct in the wild... 
is are completely different. Right. Like it doesn't matter how many tigers you breed in captivity that never go into the wild. That has absolutely nothing to do with the wild population. It's not going to increase that at all. You're not doing anything to to fix the problem. Yeah. The problem is tigers are losing habitat in their native areas and they can't survive because they are solitary creatures that need a lot of space and they compete with other tigers. They just need more room. Couldn't you argue that by breeding them domestically, increases awareness so that money can be given to foundations which help restore the uh, natural certainly habitat could potentially is that what's happening with these people that are breeding these tigers i mean all three of them have foundations specifically designed to do that do they actually follow through with that or is it just like a face um tiger habitats are green jungly mostly right money is green <laughs> i was like where's he going with this if that is the the whole purpose of it, I don't totally disagree with having like some tigers in zoos, depending on how you got them. If they, you know, go steal tigers from the jungles. Well, Joe is obviously not doing that. <laughs> yeah. At, at this Could point. Could you imagine like, where Joe they in come the fucking from jungle? Like, um, I'm 100% against having like kill, killer whales in captivity after watching black oh. fish like four times in classes. I don't know. If they've been indicted and tried... Then they need to be in captivity. (laughs) If if the evidence is not substantial that they have killed before, then then I agree with you. Right, he was taken as a baby. The The one that killed like three or four people. Joe was taken. I can't remember his name. No, the killer whale. Keep up. What? (laughs) Damn. I forgot his name now. Free will. Tillicum. He's the one that (laughs) ate like four people. Could you could you spell that name? Uh, let me write it down first because I can't spell out loud. I can't spell it till I come. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's T I L L I K U M. Tilikum. Oh. Yeah. I think. That's kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, he legit ate like three or four people and almost killed a few others. Dang. And just killed some people that That's didn't, crazy. he didn't then eat. And he was a performing animal until he died in captivity for like 30 years. But they like let him wander the streets or something? How do you kill so many fucking people? <laughs> One dude just <laughs> broke into the park at night, fell into his tank, and he like ate him. He killed himself. Most of them. Okay, I mean, I'm just he saying. Was t- clearly he like on, He was in there naked. Well, they, they. Oh, he was the dude who tried to fuck that whale? <laughs> I think so. Yo, so there's the a lot easier to fuck whales. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's in a tank, in a. You gotta get them tanked, animals for sure. Yep. Yep. <laughs> right? Just dump tons and of go vodka like in the on tank. like a they don't. Wednesday or Thursday night, you know, because they're very sad. They're always sad because they have like eight feet to swim around in. Don't get me started. They don't have any feet at all. Stupid, they're whales. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Why did you do that right when I took a drink of water? I almost sprayed all over the mic. <laughs> uh, Stupid. <laughs> So <laughs> next up, Carol start, starts to outline what she calls Joe's, quote, bad guy network, which I, which, oh my bitch. God. <laughs> Wait, creative name, network. Carol. Right? Like real original. Damn. Um, so this includes people like Mario Tabro and Mark McCarthy. Um, Mark McCarthy used to work for Tabro and now has his own place. And Is that he, when he was coaching the Packers? Wait, that's what? Mike McCarthy. Eight people got that. Yo, can we can we talk about this Mario guy for a minute? Yes, absolutely. Mario, Ball. Mario, or Luigi Mario? Which Mario are we talking his, about? Uh, stop it, Dan. <laughs> Shit. 
This guy's story is insane, and he's only talked about what once, twice in the show. Yeah. Fucking Scarface, and like yeah, he, Dan and I were talking. Like he gets out of jail after twelve years. Twelve what, years. But well, didn't do anything. But I mean, he was. Oh, I was there. But I didn't do anything. Well, like, for that murder. Is fucking crazy. I just no, told no, these no, people no, no, to no, do no. it. He I paid these people to do it, and I didn't do That's it. That's not true at all. You listen to yeah. him, and you know he's an honest fella. <laughs> sure. <And he> says, <laughs> There, there was an ATF informant. One of the people that worked for him found out and killed him. Right. He he got nervous, so he shot him. Then they right. dumped him on, on Mario's, on Mario's doorstep. Yeah. So Mario didn't kill him. Mario had nothing to do with the killing. Right. He had everything to do with covering yeah, it up and burying it. No, about- he didn't have everything to do with it. He said one of the other guys working for him was like, why don't we just chop him up and burn him? Yeah. He goes, oh, oh, what does it matter? They all think I did it anyway, even though, you know, I didn't do it, but I was there. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's so wild. <laughs> so he didn't murder anyone is what okay. we've uncovered. Mm. He also didn't chop anyone up or burn them. He just happened to witness some of those things. On that his property. The murder didn't happen on his property. The body was dumped on his property. You guys are coming at this guy awfully hard for someone that just watched a barbecue. I do I do want to say. Was it a barbecue or a cookout? It was No, Ooh. there was some legitimate non-pre-cooked meat being cooked. <laughs> that was also being cut to order. I do have to say Mario Tabro there is probably the most watchable person on the show that's interviewed. Yeah. Like just listening to him talk, I could listen to him. He, he sounds very intelligent. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's saying. He knows what he can get away with saying. And I feel like he just, they all have crazy charisma, obviously. But Mario, I feel like I could listen to, like do a podcast or something. And yeah. <laughs> I think it's, he's very much on a different level than the other people too, because it's, it's not a for-profit business. He's not making money off of it. Mm-hmm. He was stuffing snakes with drugs to support his animal habit. Right. I don't know if that was actually him or not. They don't actually say that, but they certainly discuss it. And his place is super clean. And there's like two or three lions per like massive structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have the most room. They seem to have the best life there. Oh my gosh. And, I'm sure, I'm and sure his wife dresses their little primate babies up. She's adorable, Maria. Yeah, so cute. Yeah. And like, I got a problem with that with though. Like, <laughs> the monkey with the birthday cake and like buying up all the preemie clothes. And, uh, yeah, yeah. She was adorable. Yeah, I got a problem with that. Let's hear it, Sarah. That is not okay. You can't dress a monkey up like a child. Know, it's not, not a child. Sarah. It's a wild animal. It's not a Monkeys baby. need quinceañeras too, Sarah. <laughs> These are people too. Why would you? How dare that? you interrupt? My monkeys, quinceañera, and bar mitzvah. <laughs> we are culturally diverse here. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. It's a bar mitzvah, not a bar mitzvah for the ladies. Right. Yeah. I do. No, it's ridiculous. You, Sarah, though, I think it's it's similar to dressing up a dog. Like, why? Why? Why would you do that? And I yeah, like. They got for, bad people. No, not at all. But it's still, it was very cringy Sometimes when I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And here, and like, oh, super cringy. Full on closets. Like, their closets are bigger than yeah. like a normal adult's closet for their own clothes. And they have these closets full of preemie clothes for their primate and All kinds babies. of drawers and stuff. Yeah. Full of things. So Organized means they're clean. You know, they're obviously yeah. washing uh, the Keats and Yara monkey dresses before using them again. <laughs> Did we I guess he's dressed up though. I don't remember that. We I don't. just remember seeing. Uh, there was photos. Yeah, photos. they didn't have any at the time. 
as far as I, I she can had tell. one that was sleeping in their room, she said, I think at the time. Yeah. But they've had up to seven or eight. Which is still like, Sarah, you said it just a second ago. They're still animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, yeah. again, this goes So they don't to- deserve rights? <laughs> is that what you're saying? They don't deserve to be dressed up? They don't deserve to be able to celebrate Easter? I think what she's saying is they're already covered in fur. They don't need fucking clothes. And like. We talked about this in episode one, the domesticity (laughs) of big cats versus the domesticity of dogs. Like, where does this fall? Like, we have our dog. He sleeps with us. But can you have a primate sleep with you? They're not domesticated. No. Those weird little hands can get get into weird places. That's why you get something once, Sarah. Make it a party. Get a stupid huge couch that's really awkward to get out of. Little hands going all over the place. Well, and you see, there's only one point in this entire series where we see Mario where he doesn't look like he just has everything on lock mm. and it's when his wife Maria is talking about having up to seven to eight monkeys in the bed at the same time. And it cuts to him like behind her <laughs> and he's like weirdly looking down with this stupid smile and his eyes are like kind of going in different directions. And it's just like, what the fuck happened? Right. She said she tranks this guy <laughs> just to get talk about a quick segment about her monkeys. <laughs> I noticed his facial expression then too, and I didn't know what to make it was of it. Sly like, why and approving? Like yeah. he was like not like mm, you, sneaky bitch. Right? Yeah. Whatever. So funny. I do like Mario's justification of big cat ownership, though. Beyond just like, well, they're cool and I like it and it gives me an erection. Um, he, he talks about their natural habitats hardly exist, so he's like, I can give them a really good life here. Yeah. And the habitat that they would normally live in doesn't exist. So why not? Which, okay. True but again, tigers, but not for lions though. Right. And it seemed like the ratio to lions. He had a lot more lions. Tiger, yeah. Cause he got the yeah. six lions that killed that one dude or whatever. <laughs> right? like, the way shit. he goes down his list yeah. is really awesome. Yeah. Like I, I got three great Danes and a cougar and then six lions that killed a guy. What? And a tiger from this lady that was keeping it illegally on a houseboat. Right. Like, <laughs> this all escalated so quickly. Having the tiger in a houseboat illegal right. versus just regular ownership. But, you know. All right. Yeah. Fucking houseboats are just awful anyway. No, no houseboats. I mean, Sarah's taking shots tonight. <laughs> I was just taking like shots. Thing tonight. Shit. She's fired up. Fired we haven't up. gotten like to the deep dive oh, in Doc Antle yet. So we're approaching oh. it. We're coming in hot. Are you ready for this? All right. So All right. Maria, uh, Mario's wife, you know, they talk about how Mario's known Doc since the eighties. He's got some pictures of Doc with that, that sweet freaking mustache. Damn. Yeah, I gotta give it to Doc in the seventies. He yeah. did look real good. Yeah. So yeah. I'll give him that. Um, I'll give him that. So then she's like flipping through this book that's in Mario's study and it's Doc Antle's book. And it's like, oh, wow. She's flipping through and they're looking at pictures and the uh, filmmaker is like, oh, who's that? And she's like, oh, that's his wife. And then it's another woman. And then he's like, oh, who's that? And she's like, that's his other wife. And we're like, oh, Doc's a polygamist. What? what? And then. I love that we cut to each person yes. who's like, yeah, I think he's yeah. got like 12 girlfriends. Nah, I think he's got like five wives or whatever. Yeah. Like, and then he's Eric, got like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't <laughs> fucking care. Hands down, hands down, down still my favorite dude. Eric. I don't fucking care. Zaf's like, yeah, he's got like nine wives. And it's like, what the hell? Um, So we cut to Ames, Iowa. 
Ames Owl with Barbara Fisher, um, who was one of Doc's apprentices from mm-hmm. 99 to 2007. And she talks all about the cult aspect of living with Doc and what that apprentice system was like. Jeez, they so, could leave any time. She left. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds pretty awful. Yeah. That's pretty awful. Don't even get well, into and you it. Listen to the tenure of some of the ones there and it's like, One's been there 30 years. Mm-hmm. Another one, 20 years. Well, they right. And they got there when they arrived, were 17. Yeah, like very, Only very 17. young, 17, 18. Like that's the first thing that they did when they finished high school, if they finished high school. And, yeah. and it was the same thing with Barbara though. She was like fresh out of school. She was like, great, vegetarian, yoga, caring for animals. Let's rock and roll. And yeah, they were, she describes like living in horse stables and yeah. Uh, the control that Doc had over like their diets because it was a vegetarian diet. Um, over what they wore. Uh-huh. Over what their names were going to fucking yeah, be. Yep, big their they, boobs were yeah. Going. Insane. Because on paper, it sounds like a really great idea. Like, oh, oh totally. you get to enjoy yoga, get to hang out with animals and do all these cool things. And then you get there and you're like, I'm sorry, what? What's yeah. my name? <laughs> yeah. A, shan- a shashi, whatever the fuck it is. He was like, uh, well, All right, cool, but do I still get to hang out with cats? Right. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. But you got to wear this. All right, what does hot pants have to do with taking care of a wombat? All right, all right. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Um, and yeah, all of the like clips of the shows uh, that Doc's wives do, it is. They are all very. Um, you know, they're all dressed in like very like sexy stuff, and the way that the one he describes her being like Italian or something, the dark haired one, the way that she's like always like rubbing the big cats, like a full on, like this body massage. It's just, it strikes me as being so sexual. And I don't know if it's meant to be in that way or if it's just like, that's what the the director chose to focus on during that shot. I don't know. But do you even, but do you you notice that he doesn't even call her by her name? He goes, nah, the Italian one. And the one with the big teeth. (laughs) He goes, the one, the youngest one, the one with the big teeth and the big smile. Like, yeah. Yeah. When he, when he was saying big teeth, I was like, tit, tit, teeth. Okay. Okay. After 30 years of all these different apprentices, who knows how many have come and gone. But the three that you have houses for? At all. I would not be surprised. With not that. on that big couch. <laughs> uh, but the ones that have houses on your co- 50 acre compound, you should know their fucking yeah. names well, you, okay, and refer yeah. to them by name. Yeah. The Italian one. It's the whole power thing. He has power right. over them that he doesn't have to call them by name. And the, the names that they have aren't even their real names. He just makes shit up anyway. Like the Italian one's name is Renee. And he, I, I really appreciate how clinical he makes it too, where it is never a requirement to have sex with him mm-hmm. unless you want to live not in a horse stable and, <laughs> you know, get paid. Yeah. hundred dollars. Right. A hundred dollars a week. Um, and Barbara talks a lot about like how hard the work was. Like they just work constantly. And I know another worker, a male worker for doc explains it. Like you have to approach this as Bob a Johnson. lifestyle. Bob Johnson. The Falcon guy, right? Yeah. 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 Was, is that really his Bobby name? Jay. Yeah. Robert Johnson. Yep. Right on. Um, yeah. His is the what one name I did. When you go back and watch it a, a second time. And you do your, your homework. Dan. I didn't even say anything. Dan. Dan. Um, but he uh, explains that it is a lifestyle and it's not, you can't approach it as a job because you are on all the time. You mm. have to work 
so many hours and it's such hard work too. Um, and that's one of the things Barbara talked about. And that's such traditional classic cult stuff where you keep those people so tired that they don't think about, Oh, this isn't really what I want or not what I thought that it was going to be energy to rebel. Essentially. Yeah. I mean, he's the means of production, the proletariat. So they should seize him. That's what you're saying. (laughs) I think that's what he wants. (laughs) (laughs) It is funny too, how the filmmaker like kind of asks in a roundabout way for doctor kind of like explain it. And he's like, you couldn't even understand. I see what, what, I see what road you're putting me on yep. and I know what they're going to say. They're yep. going to say you know, to be around big cats, you got to be in a cult. I've been that's, here for 35 like, years. Well, yeah. That's exactly yes, what we're exactly. saying. We're actually going to call this episode. Yep. As a matter <laughs> of fact, we didn't want to bring out the C word, Nailed but it, doc. the C U blank T word. But now that you brought it out, <laughs> <laughs> we're using it. Kurt. Kurt. They were, he was very curt with them. That's right. So at first when, you know, Barbara was talking about it and the women, you know, Doc's wives were talking about how they got involved with Doc and all these nice things. I was like, wow, that seems a lot like how Joe's workers talk about him, where he's just so like kind and compassionate and he has the biggest heart and the, the animal's best interest in mind. It was very similar. But then I was thinking like, all right, Joe and Doc really aren't that similar because before I thought like, you know, Joe is just like, Walmart clearance aisle version and doc is like, I mean, Joe even almost says that at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And then we meet Joe's second husband, Travis. <laughs> oh boy. There's so much. Yeah. And there. then they start talking <laughs> about feet. I know there's so oh much, God, but I just want to focus on the feet part dropped. for a second. Oh yeah. My God. His big hands, <sighs> six foot six. That's actually my notes. Uh, Trevor has big yeah. feet, six, six, huge hands. Um, let's let's talk for a minute about how uh, Joe deduced that Travis was in fact gay. Oh, that's the line I have on. Yep. The- yep. <laughs> God. Well, he essentially just took a Ron Howard joke and then sprinkled a little meth on it and then made it real life. <laughs> Sprinkle a little meth. Oh, my God. This is me. Yeah. Did you, you know, saying like, yeah, what? Ron, uh, Ron White. White. <laughs> very different people. <laughs> they are very different people. What's a very respected ass? I thought you were talking about Ron Jeremy. I just, no. <laughs> that's what I heard. Too many Ron. And this is when we get sued. By who? Oh, Ron no. Jeremy. Ron Howard's a <laughs> great director. <laughs> It's because we mentioned oh, yeah, them because we confused. White. Oh my god! Um, I think my favorite part about guy. Joe's husbands is I forget which one it is. I think it's Eric. He's not Eric a husband. Is not one of his husbands. No, it's, Eric talks it's, about oh, the two okay. husbands. He always refers to them as muscle bound or muscly or something like that. And it's just like, wait, really? <laughs> like they're not at all. No. When um, I mean they're not bad. They're bad. Travis. Travis. Yeah. When Travis is is doing that, like he's in front of that green screen or whatever. Yeah. The ending of that interview where he's introducing himself, there's this weird moment where he's just like silent and he just like stops and you can tell his brain turns off. And <laughs> it's just, he seems so fucking sad and empty. Yeah. And it's yes. really, yeah. yes. He, like, he has no idea what he's doing mm-hmm. there. Right. Um, so, similar to Doc, Joe met both of his husbands when they were fresh out of school. John said that he was like, what, like 19 yep. or something when he and Joe got mm-hmm. together. Um, 
Travis is very much the same from California. Uh, Tim, why don't you read us that uh, that quote? How does how does Joe find out if Travis is gay or not? So he asks him. He's like, "Well, you watch porn, right?" And he and Travis says, "Well, yeah." And he's like, "Well, do you watch the porn with the the little guy giving it to her, or do you like the big guy giving it to her?" He's like, "Oh, well, I like the guy with the big one giving it to her." And he's like, "Well, you're not that straight then, if you want to see the guy with the big one." <laughs> Not that straight. Oh God, it's so creepy and like it just yeah. screams like predator to me. Mm-hmm. So I've heard those lines in the wild before too. I, the other one I've heard is, um, "Well, have you ever tried it?" No. Well, how do you know then? It's like, oh fuck! All right, <laughs> all right. whip your dick out. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh my God! So yeah, everything with Travis just strikes me as wrong and weird and awkward. And like even their wedding scene, Oh God! I looked at Dan and I was like, that dude doesn't seem gay. Like, I, I don't know. He yeah. like flinches or like his shoulders like tighten up every time Joe goes in to kiss him. And he yeah. like, doesn't look like he's yeah. enjoying it at all. Right. And like, I, dude, I, what are you doing? I feel like John Finley was probably the same way, but at this point, he's been worn down so much. Mm-hmm. Like you see some of those earlier videos because you can tell because you know his more smile, yep. smiles <laughs> a lot more vibrant. And, uh, I mean, he's groomed these yeah. men. Yep, yep. And you Absolutely. can tell that they are there's something in them that still wants to fight back, but they're not. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is where. This is where Joe, for me, takes a really dark turn. Yeah. As much as he has his shenanigans with Carol Baskin and and blowing things up and doing stuff. Carol Baskin. Uh, I'll get into that later. And so, <laughs> <laughs> this is where he is truly a predator. Mm-hmm. And he takes advantage of people in dark situations with drug addictions and essentially makes them his puppet. And 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 this is where I have a real problem with Joe. There's parts of him that I do find very charismatic and interesting and funny, but this is this is rough for me to think about. Yeah, you know, taking young straight boys, making them gay, using their drug addiction against them—it's just just really icky. Super you know, icky. I mean, it's rough because I want to like Joe because he's a funny dude, but this this really is rough. When you're in the south of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're a middle-aged gay man that really likes tigers. There's two things yeah. that you want, and it's tigers and it's husbands. And Joe Exotic <laughs> realized very young that those two things don't naturally occur in the southern part of Oklahoma. So you have mm-hmm. to make them. You got to make more tigers, and sometimes <laughs> you just have to make straight guys and a gay guy. Yeah, is what you just got to yeah. do. I was wondering where you were going. I was like, okay, okay. I was wondering whether he's roundabout way to something. Gotta make it happen. It was something. Make it happen. Make it work. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about Carol's workforce in her park. That bitch Carol's workforce? That bitch Carol Baskin. So she has a shirt color coded volunteer base where you start out as a volunteer for her, you're wearing a yellow shirt once you've been there for however long, and there are different levels and different color shirts. Yeah, you go from so red disappointed to yellow to green is the lowest. to navy blue. And then if you're an intern fast-tracking, then you get the royal blue. And I guess there's a bunch of different levels. But the thing that really struck me as nuts is standard day, 
open of that reserve, 76 volunteers. Wow. That was just like standard, like, oh, it's Friday. 76 fucking free people. And you see these other zoos operating with like eight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if they're lucky. That's crazy. So, That's so Tim, I don't know if you looked this up or, or anyone else really. Is is she a nonprofit? She is a, she's the bad one. I forget if it's not well, for profit or not for profit. You know how there's the difference? A nonprofit or not for profit? Yeah. Uh, Pretty sure not for profit okay. is the bad one. Yeah, I think that's what she is. Okay. Because I know that she's a Jews and accredited reserve or something like that. And okay. You can be accredited. And that she. Profit. Okay. Because I wasn't, you know, that would, it would indicate, to me, it seems like that's volunteer because I've I worked with other nonprofits who, you know, almost run on volunteers to a certain extent. They do have a paid staff, but this seems... Here's the thing, though. So, very specifically, they go over her Facebook numbers, and I went over her YouTube numbers. She's pulling about half a million dollars a year off of just Facebook videos, and probably another five hundred to 650000 a year off of YouTube videos alone. This is before donations. This is before paying for your ticket to get in. This is before anything else she does. She's already cleared a million. Damn. Guys, what are we doing here? Why are we even doing money on Facebook videos? Uh, Advertising. They do 100% for you posting videos and people Mm -hmm. watching them. So according to uh, BFF Wikipedia, Big Cat Rescue is a nonprofit animal sanctuary. Okay. Okay. Nonprofit. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's incredible. She has this huge volunteer base. It shows this wicked long line of people just waiting to volunteer. And this woman in one of the Navy shirts kind of like brags that like they're like, oh, yeah, you probably take Christmas off. Right. And she's like, oh, no, I was here on Christmas. Like, it's like a a rite of passage. Yeah. 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 You know, like I was was here on Christmas. And it's like, why? And the way she said it, too, was very specific. The the language she used, she's was like, oh, well, I something about like, um, I forget the specific word she used, but it was like, oh, well, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm here on Christmas. Yeah. I, I, I can't yes. celebrate Christmas because yes. I'm here. I'm here. But then again, Carol was right next to her when she was saying this. Right. And then Carol goes True. off on the thing about how she doesn't literally know any of them. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I've noticed you for the last seven years. Maybe yeah. I'll consider learning. Your right. Name. Yeah. yeah. Right. But until then, this reminds me so much of MLMs or multi-level marketing yeah. schemes where it's all about like the recruitment and the levels. And like, if you do this, but these people don't get paid like 99% of MLMs, the independent contractors fail yeah. and anyway and lose all their money that they put into it but it's Danny have you ever been hostage to a Mary Kay party oh my god yes. oh my god I wonder if it's the same level oh. of of un, oh, just unnerving it's just like please let me get out I just wanted that eyeshadow let me leave just let it's, me get out similar. of here. It depends on which one you're doing, because there's the other one that's similar to Mary Kay Avon, uh, yeah. where you at least you get that bag of Von to carry around. I want to say, what about those Mary Jane parties? That's oh, different. my God. Hey, Mary Dankmas, by the way. Yes. We're recording this on 420. I forgot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. My brother texted me. He was like, happy 420. And I was like... Thanks? Question Happy mark. Monday like to you. Yeah. After that, we find out Carol also has really god awful music videos. So <laughs> yeah. So wow. It's like the it's like the the flip of Joe Exotics. Joe's are not him singing, but at least they're real videos. Right. Uh Carol yeah. Baskins is a girl actually singing, but on green screens Ugh. and really bad oh, green screens. So bad. It was like, rough. The room that they're watching it in, there's like the director is sitting right near like 
one of those like ab things where you can like hang from it and like bring your legs up or whatever. Like yeah. my old gym had one of those. But then in like the background behind Carol and Howard, there's a bed. Where what room are they in that they're watching this? And the look on the director's face when they're watching this music oh, yeah. video because Carol's like everybody loves this. They see that they logo love our and they love it. <laughs> yeah. But the director's like, what am I watching right now? So awful. Yeah. Yeah. Really bad. It's interesting to me how Carol has like a long distance cult Mm -hmm. where obviously Joe doesn't have the social media presence. Doc doesn't seem to try that at that as much, but Carol has, you know, millions of followers Mm -hmm. where they just want to meet her. Yeah. They want to go and volunteer so they can meet the mother Teresa. Mother Teresa. Yeah. Mother, mother I don't Teresa. Know if you've heard of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just interesting to me that like she, she doesn't make that personal connection like Doc and Joe do. Hmm. She makes it digitally. Well, the the last person that she did have a close relationship God. with, she killed and then hid under the septic tank. So dick tank. I thought she fed him to the tiger. Oh, uh, there's, there's a lot of theories. Or myself. You guys haven't gotten there yet. Never mind. You're way ahead. <laughs> way ahead. I've been watching that song. The have you seen the the meme song like it's going around about Carol Baskin's kills and her husband and hiding them in the septic thing. Maybe not. <laughs> no. Maybe not. All right, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll have it on one of these buttons. So not long after that really awful music video, Joe goes and visits Big Cat Rescue in Tampa. Oh, I was like nervous. Which I'm, this yeah. Scene, like, yeah, I was yeah. surprised he did that. Yeah. Well, and how could you not recognize him? You've spent <laughs> yeah. a lot of money already making sure that he's not doing mall shows anymore. You fucking know who you know Joe who Exotic is, is yeah. when he walks into your yeah. park. And you know, I just envision Carol at her computer in her office, just like with her fingers like steepled underneath her chin, watching all the surveillance cameras of just like Joe going through the park and like, mm-hmm, you know. <laughs> Meanwhile, Howard is following him way too closely. (laughs) (laughs) Did you did you know Carol is the is the mother Teresa of cats, Joe? Joe. Joe has so many criticisms of Carol's Park, but Dan and I were talking about this as we were watching it. Like he talks about how like the weeds are really high and there are trees everywhere, and then they have to like drink water out of a head cage. Like the head cage, that sucks. That's really weird. But like he was saying that like there's stuff in the water. It's like I was talking to Dan about it. Like, isn't that more accurate to the tiger's habitat? Like the tall grass and stuff like that. Whereas, you know, we've seen so many shots of Joe weed whacking every freaking thing in his Oklahoma place. Like, is it really that bad to have like tall grass around the cats? It does from the outsider. Right. Yeah, like, I was just say from an outsider good. view, it looks bad. Yeah, right. it doesn't look good. Good. Her place isn't a zoo, so she might do that, so it doesn't look as much like a zoo. Right. It's like it's a sanctuary, so it should look more like their natural habitat. But she's in Florida. Yeah, Tampa. I think he's what he's alluding to is that they're just not upkeeping their facility. Mm-hmm. Like he's should. definitely trying to say that his place is, has better upkeep than hers. Yeah. Which I, I know don't that's one thing that like, I can't remember who it was John or Eric, but they were saying how like Carol always gets perfect like inspections from yeah. the health department and they never do. It's like, well, because you're feeding expired fucking Walmart meat to your cats. That's Joe does put the example. If you buy a bunch of stuff and right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's if not you, necessarily if bad. You go to Walmart and you fill a cart with meat and then you put like children's clothes on it and just leave it. They have to get rid of that meat. Yeah. You know, so. They did say most of it's expired, which doesn't always mean it's bad. Don't you ever talk back to me again. 
Um, so Joe goes around, he pays for his visit. He, you know, tells them that it was him. It's like, okay, yeah, we know. It's like, it's it like, was me the whole time. You had no idea, dummies. He takes off his sunglasses. He, he takes a fake mustache off of his already existing Just slightly shaped differently. Oh, he's he, just put, he puts the eyebrow ring back in like that was, it. That was the Clark Kent. Oh, there he is. Oh, fuck. Oh, okay, like when's the last time you think he's, he's taken that thing out? What? For hours? When when, when's the last time you think he took that thing out? Oh you think God. it's been there for like 30 years? It's got to be falling out now. Like, it, it just can't. I don't know if he's allowed to have it in jail. I would assume he would have to take it out. Probably, Oof. if nothing for his, nothing else than for his own safety. Right? Because, so like, like his just yeah. one strong gust of wind and that thing's gone. Yeah. Oh, God. It hurts just thinking about <sighs> it. Yeah. So, Joe goes in a helicopter to surveil oh, the park to try and dark. prove that, I don't know, it's not good or whatever. And then I felt really bad. Like, Joe, Carol aside, whatever. But then, like, one of Carol's cats starts to have seizures because the motorized sound triggers yeah. seizures. And that... Fucking sucks. That really, really sucks. Yeah. I mean, why be a big fucking bitch cat about it? You know what I mean? Right, like yeah, it's just yeah. a motor. Fucking get over it. <laughs> just plug your ears, you dumb yeah, cat. Yeah, fucking Dang. stupid cat. No wonder you're in a cage. <laughs> Joe then does talk about dropping grenades upon the property. Yeah. I feel like, like that'd probably be better for that cat. Yeah. Because that's not like a regular repeating sound. This would be very but sporadic. It's gonna kill the cats. So it has well, anything it to worry about. It might not kill it. It might just get rid of two of its legs. And then it could have awesome airbrush prosthetics. Right. Yeah, that is true. Would it have, do you think it would have airbrush tigers on it? No. Or maybe tigers love like fucking dolphins. Yeah. Maybe Carol Baskins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, duh, what am I thinking? Hey there, all you cool cats and kittens. Oh my God. <laughs> she, uh, the thing that bothers me about her social media presence is that she has been doing this for years. Like they specifically talked about how, like when social media started, like she got the jump on it early mm -hmm. and she still takes videos like any one of our parents would. Yes. It's so bad. And bothers me. Yeah. She makes a lot of money off of it. Yep. Like a lot of money. They were talking about like, she gets checks every other week for like 20 to 25 grand from just Facebook. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, we learn a little bit more about the types of people who Joe hires. Really, it's their only option. Like he'll go to the bus station and pick up the people who got dropped off in the morning and are still there at night. They clearly have nowhere to go. Joe goes, picks them up, gives them a chance, which like good on them. Yeah. You know, people need fresh starts and second chances. And I mean, think of stuff. the lives you've saved too. very specifically. Some of those people, we joke about the meth and the drugs and stuff, but they they start asking some of the other people that we only see once or twice and they're like yeah if joe hadn't taken me in i'd be strung out on the street mm -hmm. he kept me off drugs he kept me from drinking like right he, he's helping people that literally no one else would give a second look to mm -hmm. let alone mm -hmm. actually reach out to help yeah it is fair so and then so he gets that immediate loyalty from them yeah. right because well, they're like behold yeah. him and saf was 100 percent spot on. i think it was saf that said it was you know, you take someone who has nothing, you give them a place to, to live, you give them food, you give them some money, like they will work harder than they've ever worked before to make sure they don't lose that. Right. And I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that. No, I don't think so either. I, I, I mean, I definitely, it's, it's already hard enough being a convicted felon after you get out. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't, sorry. I think I would have done the same thing. You, know? um, you would have done math and gotten married to Joe Exotic. <laughs> 
in a three-way. I mean, sure. With a pink shirt on. The thing about Joe Exotic being in a three-way, there's obviously no affection there, especially between Travis and um, John John Finley. Yeah. Like, it is not, they are not partners. Mm -mm. They are. It is such an odd dynamic. John just kind of tolerates Travis. Like when he explains it, when Joe was like, yeah, can we bring somebody else in? John was like, I didn't know any better. And I'm like, oh, honey, like. Oh. I don't think John cared. He was like, ah, oh, finally, so I'm going to get him off right? my fucking back. Yeah. back up and yeah. Oh, God. Such a weird situation. Do you think Joe Thanks. Exotic knocks one of John Finley's teeth out every time he turns him down? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. I was like, where'd Sarah go for that one? Is it funny because it's only male-on-male abuse? <laughs> Is that why we can laugh about it? Oh, God. Because that's not serious. That's not right. That's it's not, not real. Abuse. Men don't have feelings. Right. It's entirely true. Just messing around. That's all. <laughs> just, just boys being boys. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say boys will be boys. They jorking around. Jorking off. Jorking, jorking each other off. Uh, jorking Joe off. Uh, so Joe pays him $150 a week, which Eric like breaks down to it's actually like a hundred. I believe that's the post tax value. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming um, it is. Per week. Which he's, means he's legit. He's on the books, by yeah, the way. Yeah. They're paying so taxes out of that. Way to go. And Wait, how did they get away with only paying them on an average like $150 a week? Well, they're I don't get that. They're including room and board and yeah. meat. Yeah, because and expired meat. Yeah. Yeah. That Walmart yeah. meat truck scene. Let's I'm sure he doesn't talk include about that. it. Blah, blah, oh, blah, blah. We blah, have blah, a lot blah. already. Let's go to the next thing. No. <laughs> You know, what? This isn't your podcast. <laughs> they were when they go through the meat. Some of it's still frozen. It's right. still legit. Yeah, yeah. good meat. Good. I would eat most of, of the okay. things on that meat truck. I'm all for the recycling if it's good for the tigers. I mean, totally. Because what are you going to do with that meat? It's just going to go. It's going to get cut. thrown away. The thing that yeah. did bother me a little bit though is what are the ramifications of a tiger eating like bologna? Not bologna, but like <laughs> maple sausage. Like there's a bunch of like really sugared up fucking yeah. meats in there. That that are you trying to meats. tell me that tigers don't want to eat Jimmy Dean's breakfast sausages? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. They're yeah. in a creature alive. I think, I think they're they're on a pretty keto diet and they don't want all those extra carbs. That is true. Uh, I guess that. I don't know. Just seeing liver and organ meat in those little butter tubs always fucking weirds me out. Well, just that uh, one it's yep. sold and number two it's sold in like a butter tub. Yep. <laughs> and then your mom reuses it for like chocolate pudding. Yeah. It's like, like what am I going to get today? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, cool. You know? Oh my gosh. So we see the trailers that Joe's workers live in, which are gross and don't have oh, running water in the bathrooms. Gross. And I don't want to make excuses, but. With all like the stress of losing the mall shows and trying to stay open and trying to cut costs and cut corners. I mean, Joe's made it really clear that he prefers the cats to people anyway. So who would he rather provide know. for? He lets the workers get off the meat truck first. That's true. It is you true. Know? That is true. So yeah. he cares. Uh, he only has four of those trailers though. Yeah. A lot of employees. And definitely multiple people. Per yeah. Trailer. And I mean, I'm sure that some don't, live yeah on the property like it looked i don't know i'm trying to think it didn't seem like I'm eric sure or they all do because they john. work like eric didn't awake, no yeah well john didn't seem like he lived on the property no. looks like he had his own house it could be wrong well uh, john yeah i think Which he john lived, uh the manager oh, yeah john had like a, legs. um <laughs> no legs john had a uh <laughs> is it rinky yeah rinky yeah 
had a, he had like some type of, it was like a camper RV thing. I think he was living in. I don't know. Mm. I'm assuming the one dude that was on like CNN or whatever. That's Rick, a whole nother story. Probably doesn't yeah. live on the Which property. Which I remember from the podcast. There's more to that. Atlanta's. Oh, gee, I thought that it covered it in the show. Yeah. So eventually, like, stuff goes south between oh, yeah, and that, Joe. Oh, yeah, that happens yeah. later. So I won't okay. get into that yet. Yeah. She didn't <gasps> talk about it. Though. She's getting the head. You take it back, Dan Cole. I didn't do anything. Yeah, there's certainly an inciting incident. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Their yeah. relationship. I'm excited for that. Yeah. It's, like, crazy. So this is the part that I really uh, wanted to talk about. The dark side of Doc. Where did the tigers go? Oh, yeah. Once yeah. they get too old, they just kind of disappear. Yeah. Barbara talks yeah. about how she had this connection with this one tiger. And that's where Doc got the idea of doing like the like calm, I'll follow your lead kind of thing. And then that tiger just disappears. And she was like, it was never our job to know where they went yeah. or what happened Doc to knew them. What happened to right. The Doc knew what happened. He's the only one that needed to know. Uh-huh. Which, mm. what the hell? Yeah. So it makes you wonder. And then, I mean, uh, Tim Stark and. Uh, John Ranky, they basically kind of don't really mince words and they say that he shoots the animals when yeah. they stop being uh, profitable for him. And Carol suggests that people in the quote unquote bad guy network help dispose of the bodies. I like how she said that he's got a few close people that he's probably got some bit good dirt on mm-hmm. to help him do that. Yeah. She was talking about Joe there, right, though? What? In that, with that specific. I thought that was referring to oh, Doc. Doc getting rid of the tiger bodies. Gotcha. Mm, maybe. I didn't only watch it once. Actually, no, I watched this from like the meat truck scene on or so. I did watch that twice. Yeah. Okay. Meat truck scene's a good scene. <laughs> we should talk about it some more. There, there was expired meat. Meat. Some people meat truck. It, meat and then truck. the rest went to the tigers. Yeah. Yeah, we should make somebody's nickname meat truck. Sarah? <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't <meat> know. <laughs> um, oh, I love meat truck. Meat truck. So, oh yeah, that is true. Uh, meat wine. Doesn't sound like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what would expired meat wine yeah. sound like, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I don't know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's like super dark side because that's been the question since the first episode. Like, if these cats lose their profitability once they're past sixteen weeks old, why? Aside from like the moral obligation, but like, why keep them? Why continue paying? You know, ten thousand dollars a yeah. year, year to feed it. You can just dispose of it <laughs> or sell it, right? Which I seem to allude that they both did to sell mm-hmm. to smaller to some degree. And, yeah. Yeah. But the amount that yeah. they create. They drop them off on Carol Baskins. Yeah. Here you go, Carol. Got another one for you. <laughs> Defeat it. Yeah. You pay now with all your Facebook money. And then the episode wraps up with Mark McCarthy dropping that bomb. What happened to Carol's husband? Yeah. I mean, she fucking killed him. Obviously. It's. Yeah, it's pretty suspect. I mean, I don't know. We can get into that in the next episode. Yeah. But. I'm really interested to see more about it on the show to see, like, why does everybody think? Well, like, why, what was her motive to kill her? Money. Potentially kill her husband. He wanted to get into the, from the podcast. Yeah, that so I they, to. they do go into it in the yeah. next episode. The thing with um, going down south to 
Cuba or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And like more like he wanted to get more into like the breeding aspect and be more like Joe. And um. she really didn't want to do that. And then just all of a sudden he disappeared. Yes. Yeah. It's somewhere. pretty dubious. Yeah. Dubious is, I believe, how that's said. George Dubious? Just super dubious. So let's talk about this. Doc, Joe, Carol, do they operate cults? Yes, no? Doc, Joe does not. Doc certainly does. Carol and. Doc's a cult. I'm going to write that down. Doc is 100% a cult. Doc, Carol. Oh, yeah. She's got like a long distance cult. Joe, I. Guys, we never talked about the Shakti Pot. Oh, yeah. We the, didn't talk about that. The who? God bless you. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. I interrupted you. Do you want to finish your thought? You said something sh- about Shakti Pa. What's a Shakti? Yeah. Khan? No, they're talking about with Joe, with Ames, the, the, the woman who used to be with Doc. She was saying that there was a concept of if a booty, booty. <laughs> oh, I'm tired. All right. <laughs> Oh, is this about his magic a, dick? Yeah, Shakti Pa's penis. Yeah, if if a Buddha touches you, you are enlightened just by being touched by him. And she said Shakti Pa, but with penis. <laughs> so yeah. that's what was, that was my example of him definitely being in a mm-hmm. cult. I mean, he's got that on lock. He gets him before as, as close to a virgin as possible, so he can, you know, indoctrinate exactly that. them. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I saw the shock to pa was two in the <laughs> and one in the two paws in the stink and one in the Carol Bass husband's dead. No. So Carol. One in the meat truck. Does she have a cult? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. The the most <sighs> fervent. Maybe not fervent. the most by the Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if the other 800,000 of them are online. She still has like 100 people ready to work in her thing for free at the drop of a hat mm-hmm. for years at a time. That and is just a the way, day. too, that they talk about her and like hold her in such high regard, which I mean, you can highly respect someone that you work and volunteer for. Right. It's just the tone that they take where it's, I don't know. Like worship. The fact Reverend? That she has to, yeah. Yeah. She has to yeah. color code them. Mm-hmm. So she knows whether they're worth her time to, you know, mm-hmm. acknowledge or not. Yeah. That's a really good. Point. I guess I just mean it's not what you would call a more traditional cult. Right. It's not like a Jonestown 21st situation. Century cult. I think it's more culty than a lot of them because she's not fucking paying them. If you want to talk about mind games, she's obviously wrapped them around her finger so much that they're willing to give away their lives and livelihoods of having a paying career to work at her fucking place for right. free. And to- yeah. Completely be anonymous based on a shirt color. But the tigers and stuff. Yeah. Right. Like, and again, is it that thing of like, yeah, I'm doing it for free, but I get to be around the cats. And yeah. it's they don't that get power. To hold the cats and pet the cats. They don't get to, but it's to. still that association. Yeah. There are no touch facility or There's no heavy cub petting. <laughs> none of that. <laughs> Not even over the clothes. Save it for your camper on Joe's Park. Ugh. <laughs> So is it maybe like the the allure, the attraction of being close to Carol herself? Because she she yeah. emanates as much like power as you know a tiger. She's would. almost like a mythical figure. Yeah, that they travel far and wide to see and work for for free. Yeah, kind of. Absolutely. 
<laughs> like she's on another level. Just a almost bit, like though. she's the Mother Teresa of cats. Yeah. Yeah. That slow motion flowing hair. I mean, fucking Howard is waiting for that shock to pop for yeah, fucking he is. sure. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I just stick around a little bit longer. She's going to touch it. <laughs> She'll touch it. So what do you think, Tim? I know what you're going to say about Joe. and National hero. Cult. <laughs> Dan, what do you think? What was the question, though? I don't know. What do we think about what? Is, is Joe, does he have a cult oh. following? He has a cult following. I don't think he has. He's not cultivating a cult like the other two are. I don't think. He is doing things to keep his bills down to make money off the park. So he can, you know, financially afford having these big cats around him that he wants all the time. And all the all the staff members that they talk to are like, yeah, Joe's fucking crazy, but this is this is my only option. Right. Yeah. They're not there necessarily because they want to be. They're there because they're desperate. I feel like all the stuff with Saf in the beginning scene that initially made me think like this is super culty. Like, you're not just a job that pays garbage you're not going to be like well i've got to get back to work so it doesn't make the park look bad like and maybe that's part of him like he really loves his job and the people that he works with Mm -hmm. which i you know i can relate to that totally but i don't know i feel like sometimes some of the ways that people talk about joe and just what they're on the one hand what they're willing to accept like well this is still frozen off the meat truck i'm going to take this home but again, like you said, this is their only option for a lot of them. They yeah. don't have anything else. But that's kind of like one of the big things of a cult is that they don't have anything else. So they fair. don't leave, yeah, that's fair. you know. And I certainly get the thing with Saf going back so quickly, too. The The only thing that sticks in the back of my head is that he's concerned that everyone else is going to lose their job if that place really closes. Yeah. That would make a lot more sense to me to feel personally responsible for yeah. jobs rather than Joe or Joe's, you know, business to a point. When Joe's one of his first reactions is, I'm never going to financially recover from this. Right. I am never going to financially recover from this. Everyone there knows, you know, any any cash flow positive business they've had, Carol has shut down. Right. Yeah. They're probably hanging on by, you know, the threat of a eyebrow ring. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's, it's. I, I wouldn't say Joe's a cult. I would say cult adjacent. You know, <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Cult adjacent. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, he definitely has a following. That following is a vulnerable population and he takes advantage of that at every turn. Yeah. But, I agree. you know, it's not, I don't think it's to the level of Karen or Doc. Yeah, Karen's a Occupy that penis. <laughs> um, all right. So let's rate these out of um you know five possible points five navy blue carol baskins shirts i thought you were going to go five still frozen bags of meat off the oh yes let's do that (laughs) that's that's better better. that's That's much better um so doc out of five still frozen bags of meat meat. doc certainly took a slip in this one for me oh yeah yeah um on the on one hand fucking good on you he's not he's a pretty chubby dude Yeah, with a (laughs) stupid fucking goatee and a stupid fucking ponytail. No offense, Sarah's dad. And (laughs) oh my god, Jesus Christ! (laughs) All right, for listeners, whoever is listening, uh, Tim Tim has a theory that my dad has a ponytail, and uh, that is not true. (laughs) Your dad is definitely not the ponytail type. Nope, nope. I did have a ponytail for a while. Yeah, your dad's also a photographer. Like, yeah, yeah. 
he's not a, a first responder and a high school guidance counselor. Although high school guidance counselors do have a, yeah, I get that part, yeah. but no. <laughs> anyway. Um, good on him that he's been able to keep this up and fucking, I don't know, brainwash these fucking 17 year olds for 40 years. But holy shit, dude, you need to fucking tone it down. If it wasn't for the God's friend stuff and calling himself Bhagavan and uh, my dick is will enlighten you and bring me up to or bring you up to my level. Uh, yeah. Ugh, just it's so greasy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. So he's 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 down to a one bag of I was I was going to say one patties. one uh, semi flaccid. Yeah. Bag of meat. <laughs> uh, all right. Carol fucking Baskins. What oh, does everyone else want that to bitch? Yeah. Tim talk about I agree. About Doc? I agreed. I'm going to bring, I think he was at like a three or four for me after the first episode. Uh-huh. I don't remember. I'm bringing him down to a two. Okay. Just a little bit higher because I'm going to give him credit for, oh, sh- never mind. What? Take it nope. into a half of package. Okay. One half. Ugh. I was going to say two because. He seems to take much better care of the cats, gives them much better food. They have a lot more room, but then he fucking kills them after they get over seven, six. Allegedly, weeks. pretty they clearly. Go yeah, we have to right. say allegedly, so, Dan. We don't as know. As soon as I remembered that, no, that's he's going down to half allegedly. a star, for half of a package of meat for and, me. But and because we know Doc Antle and Joe Exotic's relationship. I wouldn't be shocked if some of Joe Exotic's money woes are from taking on Doc Antle's old has been tigers mm. because I could 100% mm. see Doc Antle having that power over Joe as well. Yeah. Right. Be like, well, he can't take it. So he can't take care of it. So, you know, we can always have more room for cats here or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm sure he acts like he's doing Joe a favor. Mm-hmm. You, you just feed them so much more efficiently than I could ever right. do Joe. And they're, you know, it wouldn't be a burden on you because they're so well trained because we do yoga with our tigers. Also, <laughs> Joe probably wants that bag of on dick. So, oh man, you got another level there. Oh, maybe I didn't there. even think about. I don't know. He goes out there. Shit, he sends man. his husbands to go out there to train. He thinks of him as his mentor and exactly what he wants to be. When really he just wants to be riding it. <laughs> <laughs> Hot takes from Tim France. Wants <laughs> <laughs> Doc Antle to ride him uh, like an elephant into that fucking greasy ass fucking yeah. river to take well, a bath. With we've dog. both gotten bigger over the years. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Sarah, did you want to add? Still anything? fucking hate that yeah, guy. No, nope. <laughs> I've got him sitting at a one point five. Semi-god bag of meat. Just for everybody. Oh, okay. I was going to say negative four. <laughs> so he went up. Last week you had him at a negative five. So this, yeah. this episode oh, God really damn endeared it. him to you. You were They're enlightened. You were, you were shocked upon him <laughs> up a little bit. <laughs> oh, my God. That's good. It's good to see he's growing on you. Yeah. They've both grown a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about that bitch, Carol fucking Baskin. They really just got the tip, just the tip, just the tip of the of the iceberg that is uh, her and her previous husband. Um, I had her at a two and a half. I think previous that was also incorrect. It should have been a zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna maintain that zero. Okay, zero bags of frozen meat off the meat truck. She is the uh, butter tins filled with liver. Oh no! Ooh, all right. Uh, Dan, what do you think? She was at 3.5 overall last week. I don't remember what she was from last week. Okay, well, she lost that half a point uh-huh. when she was like, I don't even fucking know these people's names. 
was like, come on, that's just not cool. And then the bomb about <laughs> her husband going missing. I'm going to drop her down to one. One star. I do one, love when they ask pack everyone pack else about it. They're like, oh, yeah, she killed her husband. No, yeah. that's real. <laughs> and Mario's like talking to someone off camera. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, he killed her or killed him and buried him on the property. You know that? It's true. It's true killed, fed him to yeah. tigers. Yeah. Everybody said, oh, yeah, she killed her husband, fed him to tigers. Yeah. Which is fucking idea. If you're going to get mean, rid of a body, they eat the bones. You know? So, yeah. All right. Like Sarah. KFC. Hey, the boats. Yeah, I mean, what did I have her at last week? Like two, three? Yeah. I think. <laughs> I don't know, like 1.5. I know, it's just like, I, I know she's a terrible person, but there's there's only so much vitriol I can have per episode for everybody. So I, I, I feel like I got to be kind of nice. Uh, I'll give her a 1.5. 1.5? Yeah. Next week, we might need to set a relative scale so everyone's not just zeros. <laughs> out of the... Like a rank. Instead of out of 10, it's out of 1,000? No, like like we rank them only compared to each other instead okay. of on a scale of 1 to like 5. Like who's in first? Oh, okay. Yes, okay. exactly. Yep. And like first Gets place can verse. be the winner of the bag of frozen meat off the meat truck? Yeah. Okay. The whole bag of on himself. The whole bag of on, whether you want him or not. However big um, he's gotten. Yeah, I'm going to stick Carol at 1.5. Number one. 0.5. 0.5. Because, yeah, she might not know the volunteers' names, but... Damn, girl, you are operating this park on a volunteer basis. Yeah. Good for you. It is and jumping impressive. on that social media bandwagon, that's just good entrepreneurial skills. I even said that word right. Skills? Mm. Yeah. Skills. <laughs> <laughs> Quit pushing my buttons, Dan. Also, allegedly, she killed her husband and fed him to the tigers. Good for you, bitch. <laughs> good for you. Like, wow. I'm sorry. You guys just redid your septic, right? <laughs> Yeah, I got dug up a while ago. <laughs> Dan was never seen again. So Dan's not here for episode three. It was the Rona. It's all the Rona. He's got a cough. Uh, so, you know what? Good. I don't know. I, I will say, fucking good on her. She's making you know? bank. Yeah. She's not, she has next to no overhead expenses. Good. Like, she's not a stupid person. She's yeah. very Clearly. savvy. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Let's talk Joe. J -j -j Joe. I had Joe at a five as a five, I think, last week. Yeah. Uh, we're going to, he certainly lost a little bit this week. Um, he gained some too. He was quick to take off that belt when there was an emergency situation yes. and get it on Sap's arm. I think the Walmart truck thing is just as good as uh, Carol's volunteer basis. I think that's pretty fucking smart. Yeah. So we're going to move him down to a 4.99. Uh, he's. <laughs> Still an American hero. He's helping the downtrodden, the people who have no other place to go, uh, recycling uh, food waste, which is huge, especially from Walmart and um, and just in the U.S. in general. Uh, he's really checking a lot of boxes as far as uh, making really progressive, positive moves uh, in the midst of a lot of adversity. He did threaten or joke about throwing grenades at another animal park, though. Not at the animals, at the park itself, though. Ah, to create structural damage park. is what I think he meant. Ah. It was also, it, he was just joshing. He was just joshing. Joking? Joshing? Joshing. Joking. Just jorking around. Just jorking. Uh, oh, man, he was just Jonathan. <laughs> I just want to say that looking at the notes from episode one, Joe was at two tiger stripes. Yeah, not for me. Because that was the collective average-ish. Yeah, because Tiger Stripe. Last week was Tiger Stripe. Was Tiger Stripe? Yeah. It was Tiger. Tigeria, I think. I feel I can't remember what I said exactly for him from last week, but I feel like it hasn't really changed over the course of this episode. We didn't get a ton new about him that made him appear like 
quote-unquote better or worse. Oh, did you not see his second husband with giant hands and giant feet? I mean, good for him. Nothing good or bad about that. I I don't think that that doesn't change his alignment. But helping the downtrodden, being an EMT first responder, you know what I mean? This dude is obviously an American hero, an American treasure. (laughs) You're really digging in hard, Tim. The first episode that he hired people to have somebody killed. It's really hard to bounce back from that. Allegedly. (laughs) He's in jail for it. We'll find out what he's in jail for. Oh, shit. More, there's 19 other counts. Yeah, because <laughs> the total charges it's like 79 years or something. We only like have that. five episodes to go. How are they gonna fit all that in? His ratio That's of episodes per charges is, <laughs> I mean, so far, zero charges really. In the I mean, they talked episodes. about one he so far, up pretty quick. Shit. Yeah, I could that does not surprise me. He seems like a zero to 60 kind of guy. Yeah. Yes, like that escalated quickly. He yeah. killed a guy with a trident. <laughs> Right, Dan, give me a number. For Joe? Yeah. I'll keep him at the two he was at last week. Two bags of meat. Yeah, two bags of uncured sausage. All right. Oh. Sarah, give me your thoughts on Joe. Uh, he went down on my book this week. Yeah. Every, I mean, everyone does, right? So Tim, Tim brought up some good points, and I, I'll give him merits for that. But, you know, again, as I talked about earlier in the episode, the kind of predatory nature of picking young straight men with drug addictions and kind of turning it on their head and saying that they're gay, but really it feels like predatory behavior. Mm-hmm. 1.5. So just hold on, just to throw this out there. As far as in mm-hmm. these two episodes, we have yet to talk about him getting them addicted to drugs, that they even do mm-hmm. drugs, or that they're not gay. You're assuming a lot there, Sarah. Yeah. So I think you need to just... <laughs> I don't Joe, know. Joe, that score right back up to a couple frozen bags of meat. <laughs> I find two bags of meat. All right. I'll take it. Okay. We'll yeah. get there. We got five episodes left. Three more points to get them up. We'll get there. We can do okay. it. What do you think of Joe there, Danielle? Oof. Big oof. Tim does bring up good points. And my bleeding heart, I have to say, like, yes, give people a second chance, especially the people who this is it for them. They wouldn't really be able to get any kind of decent, stable, legal income. Otherwise, good for him. I think that's really great. And there was that scene where he's talking to that woman at the bus station. He literally gives him gives her money out of his own pocket. And a job and a place to live. Right. So, you know, yeah. I love him for that. I really do. The over-the-top way that he goes about everything with Carol. Eh. You know, didn't really I, attack Carol all that much in this episode. No, the helicopter thing, though. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, shit. I am stuck on that. There's so much to each episode to keep track of. Yeah. Uh, he just, yeah, put your dick away, Joe, you know. So, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> and John. But they say more like, put your dick away, Joe. <laughs> um, so, I would have to agree a lot with Sarah on those points. On that side of the thing. So I would give Joe two bags of frozen meat. All right. Mm-hmm. I still like him better than Doc and Carol. Yeah. Yeah. He is the favorite question mark. Yeah. It's like the, the least, least worst. worst. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> um, American. All shades of gray. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. So if you all were to find yourselves in a cult, which of these three would be running your cult? Would you be in Doc's cult, Carol's cult, or Joe's cult? Oh, easy. I would be in Carol's cult. Yeah. Easy. Same. I mean, I'm less likely to get shot in Carol's cult (laughs) than any other, whether on purpose or by accident. And I can be Carol's cult remotely. 
I just have to watch fucking that is true. YouTube, YouTube videos. I don't know if I could do that though, man. <laughs> they are awful. I would almost rather sell sex gel in Joe's gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as far as actually being a part of one of them, I don't know if Joe, Joe Exotic's lifestyle is for me. Um, you got too many teeth. <laughs> I got too many teeth and the look, you know, I like my bedroom with... Uh, an average amount of RC Cola cans around it. You know, <laughs> three or four at most. What about the tan? fucking 28 or whatever that's in that one room with the rats and the fucking yeah. uh, drawers. And ugh, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't be able to live on campus for that place. I like sheets mm. on my bed. Yeah. Not yeah. just a blanket. I mean, getting a fucking house to yourself though. If with do- with doc, doc mm. maybe. You just gotta fuck doc. Right. I mean, Man. listen. Like, we're talking about, house. We're talking give you about sweet a- fake tits too. <laughs> that would be sweet. And then I got a couple days off. Yeah. You sleep. You, three just days. think about think about the average of that though. If you're getting a three hundred thousand dollar house, oh no, man. He's for sucking out the one dick. You brought out the calculator, guys. Uh, which? How long do you? <laughs> who said it was once? It could be like weekly, every other if day. You're bad daily. at it though. Yeah. If you really mess it up the you first know. time, you use too much teeth. <laughs> well, they're probably just gone. Let's, let's assume that you only have to do there once, because the the dude has a whole another stable of of, of things going yeah. on. Um, Stable's so, much more accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's say it takes you eight minutes, start to finish, with uh, Doc Antle breaking it down by minute. That is thirty seven and a half thousand dollars a minute, and that's just for the house. That's just for the house. Damn. Yeah. I mean, not for not the to sweet mention. pit to get later. Right. That's another eight grand. Yeah. So <laughs> not to mention, you know, that at the top of your head. Doc Antle, uh, How do you not know that? Dan? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> not that I've ever looked into. National average is five to 8,000. I believe. I thought it was like 20 for some reason. For, no. for fake tits? Jesus, no. no. I don't Do you think know. fake tits would be as rampant as they are if it was 20 grand? That's a down payment of a house. True. Eight grand's like a Ford Fiesta from 2009. <laughs> um, or just a not as good down payment. And which house. is going to look better in 20 years? That Ford Fiesta or those titties? <laughs> just saying. Oof. Both are going to be rough, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. You get, you get a little bit more mileage out of that Ford Fiesta, yeah. though. <laughs> so are you saying you would join Dax Colt? No, I'm not. I don't know. It's a really day. tough question. Yeah. I I don't feel I'm in Doc's wheelhouse to benefit from. But we're not we're not getting into those hypotheticals. Just which one would you join? Oh, that's what I don't know. <laughs> Fucking other people answer first. <laughs> I already did. Yeah. So did I. Dan and Sarah both answered said Carol. So who's who's uh, Who are you again? Who? I, I don't have a name. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would I'm Carol, yeah. If I just have to volunteer. I like volunteer work anyway, so <laughs> Whatever. Oh no! Fuck oh, that. you think I'm you're so cool? If I'm gonna go, if I can just be a Facebook fan and watch your stupid yeah, fucking re- videos remotely, Carol. But yeah. if I have to do more than that, cult follower from home, like we all have to be right now. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Carol for that. <laughs> oh shit! I wonder what she's doing about that. She's a cult from home. Crap. No, I know, but like, oh, it doesn't affect her income. Right. She still makes a fucking million dollars a year just saying, "Hey, all you cool cats and kittens." <laughs> so, <laughs> let me think about. Tiger. But like, can you still volunteer? Like, they're not employees. I mean, this is a rabbit hole. We don't need to get down. But. I'm sure she has people working for her for free. To oh, people can go anyway. Everything for her anyway. Yeah. yeah. Dang. The people that follow her are probably the people that think that it's a hoax. Yeah, I bet mm. you're right. Maybe I don't know. 
I think the Joe Exotic Camp probably also thinks it's a hoax. Yes. The Joe Exotic Camp probably doesn't know about it because I doubt they have internet or cable. Listen, they talked to Joel McHale on Skype. They have internet. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I okay. think he mailed them an iPhone to do it on. Oh, but, my God. So. Yikes. Ugh. All right, friends. Let's wrap this up. First of all, big thank you to Lindsay France uh, for being our editor and producer and tech person and all of that great stuff. Thanks, um, Lindsay. Yeah, she yes. really killed it. You can uh, actually check out her stuff at Lindsay F Photography at smugmug.com or her Instagram, Lindsay F Photography. And she spells Lindsay the best way, which is with an A. Lindsay. Right. Lindsay. Would, you, would you say she spells it the best way? Because then it's like at the end. I would a. I would a. Okay. I would a do day. I would I do day. Um, Sarah, what have you got to plug? Uh, uh, I guess my Instagram. It's Sherbert Shorts underscore six. Um, and then I just really just do all my doodles on there. I don't really post personal stuff, so you can check that out. Yeah, get some art done. All right, Dan, yeah. I made you a list this time. Ooh, of, some help. Yeah, because right. you can't handle plugging I want to see what own. I can do without the list first. Okay. And then I'm going to refer to it. Okay. All right. Uh, so first of all, um, dancoleauthor.com. I got a, a blog every other Thursday. Um, there is the Big Fiction Energy podcast starring myself. What does that? Danielle and Tim is the opposite Thursdays of the blog, which is a, a free audio book that we read through. Uh like audio drama with sound effects and music and cool stuff. That's so much fun. Um, I also have Twitter. We mentioned earlier at Icedan underscore HDH, uh, which I try to be as active on as I can be. Facebook.com slash Dan Cole author. And I see you have Instagram on the list, which yes. I do have, which I had a post today. I think it's just Icedan three is the Instagrams. Cool. Yeah, I got it. Good job. And all of that is for Big Fiction Energy. I did so much better that time. Nice. Good job, job Dan. Yay, Dan. Uh, Tim, what have you got? You can follow me at uh, Top Tier Casual on Twitter, uh, The Professional Casual on Instagram. Um, and we'll also have a website, which you can find at professionalcasual.com. Follow us on Patreon as well at patreon.com slash professional casual. We have a whole bunch of content, vlogs, uh, behind the scenes, and uh, Sarah's uh, artwork doodles as well. Um, there, so check us out. Um, and you know, wherever at my house in my car, just follow me. <laughs> just honk oh, twice, no. and I'll know it's you. Right. I need human interaction. Yeah. Just wave awkwardly, and I won't know who you are because everybody wears masks now. Yeah. You should send uh, set up a poll so that people could comment on additional series and stuff for us to watch and podcast. Yes. I would love that. I was actually going through my podcast. I listen to like the same four ones, but I'm still catching up from October. Yeah. I know it's dumb. Really far behind. I've just got to abandon it and like get to doing the like current ones and then yeah. just go back. I've been listening to so much. Yeah, lately. definitely. I'm like almost done with the ones I've been listening to that I'd like, I was like two years behind when I started. I'm never going to get there. I got like 13 episodes left on one. It's like at the rate I'm going, I'll be done with that. In a couple I'm literally days. listening to like Halloween episodes of stuff. I can't. God damn. I know it's the crazy. opportunity to listen to podcast stuff now because I'm not driving to work every right. day and Same. things like that. that mm -hmm. you know, I find it hard to consume the media. Yeah. I listen to when I make breakfast every day. 
Okay. And just kind of like breakfast every day. Every day. Sounds real fucking. Wow. I'm a spoiled And it's not just like cereal. Bitch. Right. Because he makes breakfast for him, me, sometimes the kids sometimes. Well, Felix. Sometimes I make to breakfast be fair, for the kids. You are the Mother Teresa of cake sitting. So <laughs> that is true. That's what they say about me. I want and that on my headstone. It's a good breakfast. It's <laughs> sausage, sweet potatoes that have been baked ahead of time, which I forgot to do today. Whatever. Sausage Two fried is eggs. expired, is what you're saying? No, it's not. Oh. And some Ish. refried beans. Okay. I put a slice of cheese in there, too, but she doesn't have that. Yeah. Mix it all up. I call it a breakfast bowl. People at work would get like viscerally angry about <laughs> him making me breakfast every day. I bet that's a very legitimate breakfast. You know, yeah. and they're like, he makes you breakfast every day. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I remember make his ass dinner every night. So I make dinner sometimes. Exactly. That's true. Once that's fair. Always remember that anger is a secondhand emotion. Yeah. Well, There's always well, something before it. Unless makes that arm was bitten off by a tiger though. All right. So listeners, Friends, let us be your friends. We want to know which cult would you be in? Would you be in Doc Antle's cult? Would you be in that bitch Carol fucking Baskin's cult? Or would you be in Joe Exotic, the Tiger King's cult? So hit us up on the Twitters or the Instagrams or whatever. And let us know which cult you would find yourself in. Yeah. That's what I want to know. Tell me now. And also uh, feel free to comment uh, and let the other three people on this podcast know why Joe Exotic is so much better than they're giving him credit for. <laughs> yeah. Argue Tim's fight for him. Before I let you go, I want to hit you with a tiger fact. Tigers can live between 20 to 26 years in the wild. In the a wild. long time. Three years at Doc Apple's place. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, 16 weeks. And also, yeah. we talked a lot about, um, you know, donating to conservation efforts and that sort of thing. If you are in a position where you can donate and this is something that tugs at your heartstrings like it does so many people, you can go to SaveTigersNow.org um, to make a donation. And that is through the, the WWF, which when I was growing up was the World Wrestling Federation. But that's not what it is anymore. Well, it always was the World Wildlife Foundation. Right. Also. Right. Too and that's why it's WWE now. Yeah. Don't donate to wrestlers, but donate why? to the World Wildlife A bunch of them are out of work now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if you've seen too. the latest wrestling news, but they are not having a good time right now. Dang. Also, there's also unless you're in Florida, if you want to, uh, you know, donate to a tiger place, uh, GW Exotic Animal Foundation is uh, <laughs> another really good one. Oh God! Wow, Leonardo DiCaprio is working with the World Wildlife Fund to build political, I'm not financial, and public support to double the number of wild tigers by 2022. That's the, the kind of next stuff I can get behind. year of the tiger. Is that the next year of the tiger? That's what it says. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you are in a position to donate and that would make you feel good, you know, do it. And donations like that, that's a tax write-off, right? Yep. Sweet. Usually. Do it. Be a grown-up. Ew. Donate. If you itemize your taxes. Yeah. Most mm-hmm. of us don't, so it probably won't be a tax benefit yeah. to you. But, like, you can brag about it. And sometimes they send you stuff. Yeah. But you don't need stuff to do a good if thing. If they don't send Just tote do bags, thing. I don't know if they're... A right. real foundation. How am I? I'm sure that they give you like a little widget thingy to put on your Facebook to let people know that you donated. Yeah. So like you can get recognition that way because nobody would see your tote bag now anyway. So yeah. Yeah. Donate. Be a good person. And thanks for listening. Have fun, y'all. Way to fuck up the sound, Sarah. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I really did. I thought we were all doing an outro. My bad. I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh, 